Hello, and welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I'm your host, Joey Crundwell. And I'm your host, Tab London. And this is a podcast about video games, gaming culture, and occasionally critical discussions of all things games. Right, because we listen to a lot of podcasts ourselves, and there mm-hmm. are some gaming podcasts that really kind of lean into the critical discussion of video games, and there are some that completely avoid it. So we're going to be somewhere in the middle. We love video games uh, a lot. We want to share our love of video games. But part of that love means wanting video games to be better. And so occasionally we'll dip into some critical analysis or critical discussion of video games, video game culture, things like that, right? Absolutely. Our conversations won't always be like academic heavy by any means, but sometimes we do like having deeper conversations about games and online culture, and we would like to share those conversations. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about who we are, because obviously that's that's a big part of this podcast. And I think we bring something a little unique to gaming podcast space in that we are both video game scholars. I think that's fair to say, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're games adjacent scholars. Yeah. yeah, we're both uh, we're both PhD candidates at Northern Illinois University. Um, I'm studying video games as culture, so video games as cultural and rhetorical artifacts. I'm looking at ways in which video games evoke culture or embody culture, and how nations or developers of those nations spread their culture throughout the globe using video games. Yeah, and I am a uh, PhD candidate studying digital rhetoric, so a major part of my academic work involves online culture and gaming spaces. My dissertation is titled Moderation as Resistance, a study of aggression and response on Twitch.tv. So I'm looking at content moderation within the context of live streaming and how moderation can serve to resist various forms of aggression, whether that be like harassment campaigns or gendered, you know, harassment, um, various kinds of, you know, aggressive acts and and, and trolling. Um, I'm also a teacher. I'm currently adjuncting and teaching rhetoric and composition classes at a local university in Michigan. Um, it's, it's winter here. It's very cold. I'm spending a lot of time playing games uh, recently, such as Hitman, Phasmophobia, and recently we've fallen down the rabbit hole of Minecraft. The you mean the creeper hole because the creeper hole. <laughs> they just blow holes in everything that I create. <sighs> so okay, let's. So you're talking about which games you're playing now. So you, like you said, I'm playing Minecraft. I'm playing mm-hmm. a lot of the Resident Evil games because I'm obsessed with them right now. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about our gaming identities essentially because that's one of the things is we'd love to be a part of the movement to reclaim the word or term gamer because of course that's been kind of poisoned by a lot of the very toxic and poisonous discourse online. Um, But let's talk about our gaming identities. So what are like your, some of your, what's your favorite game of all time? Okay. So (laughs) my favorite game of all time is um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Uh, It's a game that I have not returned to in many, many years. And part of my hesitation is because I have such a strong sort of nostalgia factor with that game. But it's one of the first open world RPGs that really sold me on gaming and everything that an open world could offer. And I just have such strong memories with that title. So do you think it's nostalgia is a big part of that? Absolutely. I know that Oblivion is rough, especially in the light of 2021. 
Um, but I think there's still something like we've talked about this before, and I'm sure we'll get into this in, in future episodes of the podcast, but sometimes games have this sort of magical factor to them and we don't necessarily know how to, I guess, verbalize that magic, but that game was really just a magical experience for me. Yeah. Similar, similarly, my favorite game of all time is Chrono Trigger and I do think that that game has aged well. I do think that it is an incredible game, objectively speaking, but I can't deny that a big part of why it's my favorite game of all time is because of nostalgia. It came at Mm -hmm. such the perfect time in my life that it really sort of changed who I was. And I I almost want to say that it kind of is what made me become a gamer is, do you think Oblivion... Actually, let me ask that question. So... yeah. I think that that's two different questions, like what your favorite game is and then what game you feel like made you a gamer or made you realize that you're a gamer and that this hobby of yours was something more akin to a passion. Um, Is it the same game for you or is there a different game? No. And I feel like I have to take a slightly different approach to your your question because I was thinking about my gaming history. And for me, I have what I think is sort of a weird sort of gaming history compared to a lot of people. Um, I mostly played on PC early on. Um, I would say that now I'm probably split maybe like 40, 60 with 40% of my time spent gaming on PC and the rest on console. Um, But for me, when I was a kid, video games were definitely frowned upon in my household. And so I didn't really have access to gaming Uh, It was really when my cousins would come over to visit that they would bring like a gaming console um, and we would play games. At one point we we did have a Game Boy, but it wasn't until my dad brought home this old brick of a computer uh, from his his work that was just going to be tossed out. And he gave me that laptop. And that's when I really started to get into gaming on my own. Um, So that's where it like started for me. But PC gaming is definitely like an integral part of my identity as a gamer because uh, when I was an undergrad, I saved up enough money and I bought like a gaming PC and I played Far Cry 3. And that really just gave me this initial feeling of like, okay, I I know what the label of gamer means to other people, um, kind of like on a cultural level. And I'm actually feeling like a gamer now because like I had the gaming rig and I was playing this amazing game or to me, I, I thought it was an amazing game. But I don't think I outwardly identified as a gamer until I played Rust in December of 2013. And I kind of fell into a group of guys and we just started playing a lot of of rust and so that community element for me definitely solidified like myself as a gamer and then um i think it was was it that same year or later that year that you and i played assassin's creed black flag and obviously that's a single player experience but just like coming into work coming into the office and talking to you about that experience again was that sort of social connection and having a peer uh, in grad school also recognize like, oh, you play games, you're a gamer. That again, kind of just confirmed for me like, oh, I, I can label myself as a gamer. Right. That's so fascinating to me because if you had asked me that question, you know, at any other time, you know, because right now we're we're discussing this kind of stuff. So it's, it's, I know that there's like intent behind it. But if you had asked me that question any other time, I would have said Chrono Trigger as well. Because when I played Chrono Trigger, I thought, like, oh my God, games can be so much more than I thought they were. They're not just fun. I mm-hmm. played it and replayed it and replayed it and I became obsessed with it. But I still don't know if I would have thought of myself as a gamer until I found community, like you were saying. Like early yeah. 
I used to visit oneup.com, which was a member of the uh, Ziff Davis family, part of the EGM and all that kind of stuff. And when I joined that network and I started posting blogs and I started chatting with people, I started playing online games like SOCOM and um, Halo and City of Heroes and all these games that were were more social, which is kind of funny because I don't really play a lot of online games now. But being a part of those communities and, you know, having people to see me as a gamer really mm-hmm. probably solidified, like you said, my identity as a gamer. Yeah. Um, the, the, the identity of a gamer wasn't really around when Chrono Trigger came out. So I don't know that I even would have thought in those terms, but it didn't it didn't quite I, I don't feel like it really I made it a part of my identity until there was community to be. You know, I, I saw right. other people like me. Yeah, and doesn't isn't that kind of what identity is sort of like? It's reliant on yeah. that other people recognize the thing in you. That's like a huge part of identity. So it totally makes sense that both of us sort of have this community element as far as solidifying that aspect of ourselves. Absolutely. I think you brought up another good point, though, that you are a PC gamer primarily, or like that's a big part of your history and your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm more of the console gamer. So I think that brings an interesting dyma- dynamic for people. Um, we've definitely had our kind of joking PC master race versus console master race <laughs> um, discussions. And I'm sure that will pop up again. Yeah. But we both play everything. Like we both have. Oh, yeah. Multiple we both consoles. have consoles multiple consoles more consoles than we probably need we're both um able to play pc games and really i mean pc gaming is such a key part of my gaming history but to be to be fair last year um most of my gaming was on console like the biggest games that i played last year um stardew valley on the switch Animal Crossing New Horizons, Ghost of Tsushima, Watch Dogs, um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk, all of that was on console. Whereas the biggest game for me last year, and I I chuckle about this, but it was Phasmophobia. (laughs) It was this little indie game, right, that just kind of exploded. And that for me is kind of more indicative of my recent history with PC gaming. I go to the PC for the the oddball indie games and the stuff that's only available there whereas the major releases i tend to play on console we played a lot of phasmophobia (laughs) too much phasmophobia i'm not going to look at steam for the couple hours (laughs) (laughs) i think we're approaching 200 hours it's pretty ridiculous but we we are yeah but it's fun it's just there's something about it um So I think that about wraps it up for episode zero. I think people have a pretty good sense of what they can expect from future episodes. And we hope you join us next time for a discussion of Persona 5 Strikers and a few other topics. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.